Welcome to JRoot Radio at jrootradio.com and to the Halakha Hour here on JRoot Radio. On Wednesday afternoon at 2 to 3, and we are here live from jrootradio.com to listen to us. <coughs> Besides through the online, you can also listen on the phone, and the phone number is 712-432-4217, or you can listen to 718-506-9099, and you'll dial 1 and then 1 again t- for live radio. Also, the JRoot Radio Pro app, and that's where you can also hear us here live on Wednesday afternoon, the Halakha Hour. We are back, and we are back from the holidays. However, we had a wonderful Shabbat, and the Halakhot that we're learning, are we are learning from the Sefer, the Ben Ishai. And the Halakha Hour, we work from the Ben Ishai, and we go in the order of the Ben Ishai, and we discuss the Halakhot that are relevant, that are practical, and we try to understand them as well. And like we said a long time ago, any halakhot that the ben, we go, we read through the Benish Hai. This is also good for a person who wants to learn the Benish Hai inside, we go, we follow along. However, the parts in the Benish Hai which discuss subjects of Kabbalah or things that are a little bit esoteric, we try to avoid them, we skip them a little bit, we try to get to mainly the practical halakhot. Let me give you the numbers to the station before we continue. The numbers are 718, to call in, 718-683-5858. Although there's no technician, I do have, uh, I hope I learned how to answer the phones. So if you have any questions, you can call in live. Nobody will be able to screen. If you want to speak on the radio and you want to call in live, you'll call 718-683-5858. If you don't want to be on the air, you want to ask a question after the class, so you'll wait till after 3 o'clock, and then you'll call in. I will announce the numbers then again. If you want to text in, and that's the best way, really, because I have the computer right in front of me. If you want to text in your questions, you can text it in at 347-927-8398. Today's class is sponsored by Lu Nishmat Lior Ben Rahil. Lior Ben Rahil, Bazat Hashem, Allah Shalom. Today's class is sponsored in his memory. Let's begin. We are in Parashat Toldot, Shana Shania in the Benish Hai. The subject that we are focusing on is Shabbat and specifically the Tefillot of Shabbat. Today's class will be focusing on the Tefillot of Shabbat and, and we'll be discussing also mistakes that happen when people pray on Shabbat, if you pray the wrong Amidah, etc., etc. But we are going to just catch up to those Halakhot. We'll begin with Halakha Vav. That's where we left off last time. Last, last time means a number of weeks ago when we were still in the Parashah of Toledot. Berkat Yishtabah. In Tefillah Chahrit, we say every single day Yishtabah. It's a special Tefillah. It's a praise where the Gemara tells us, Hachamim tells us it was written. Some say it was written by Abraham Abinu. And some say it was written by Shlomo HaMelech. Either way, it goes and it dates very, very far back. And some say that even though Shlomo HaMelech wrote it, the blessing at the end, that's written by Abraham Abinu. Not necessarily the exact words, but the idea of the blessing was written by Abraham Abinu. So right away you see that's a very, very special Sheba. It's a very special praise that we're saying to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So he says over here, There are 13 praises that we praise Hashem in Yishtabah. And of course, the number 13 is not They correspond to the 13 attributes of Hashem. That's the one we say, Amonai, Amonai, Ker, Rahum, Vehanun, when we say Vidui. And they also correspond to the 13 ways that the Torah is nidreshed by Him. The number 13 is very special in Judaism. Number 13 is a gematria of Ehad, of one. 
the the word ihad, which means one. It's a you find a lot of places ihad and ihad number thirteen twice is twenty six, which is the name of God, and there's a lot of a lot of connections to the number thirteen. So here also. In this praise, we say 13 different praises of Hashem. And therefore, When you're praying on Shabbat, and you're saying these praises, not only on Shabbat, really, in every single day, you should say them pleasantly, calmly, at least, at least over there in that Yishtabah. We know it's very hard to be Mikhavin. But at least in the Yishtabah, you're giving praises to Hashem. At least over there, try to think of the words to understand what you're saying. Some of the poskim suggested that because we have, you know, this short-term memory, there's also short-term uh, concentration. And because we can't concentrate for such a long time, so one of the poskin suggested that if you take a deep breath and you try to say everything in one shot, then you'll be able to at least focus right now on, on what you're saying. This way, because you somehow could, could concentrate with one breath. Some suggested that. However, Ben Yishai says, no, there's no obligation to do that. And because of that, so might as well take your time, say slowly, and try to understand what you're saying, especially on Shabbat. And if you're praying in the shul and the hazan is a little bit, you know, with Naimah, he's singing it anyway. Take the opportunity to give the proper praise to Kadosh Baruch Hu. That is a little bit more of Mus. It's halacha, but it's a little bit on the side of Musar. Now we get to a little bit practical halacha. Vimhergish yehad atayv kadosh kedusha yamtin shloit hel omram ella achi ane kadosh o kedusha kedesh shloit sik mahim. If a person is up to Yishabah, and he's about to get to the 13 praises, where we say, uh, you know, all the praises are listed in Yishabah, and you see that the Kahal is about to get up to Kaddish, Hazan's already up to Kaddish, or maybe you're very behind and they're up to Nakdishah, basically they're saying that you have to answer. Don't begin and then interrupt in the middle to answer, because you have to answer Kaddish. You have to say Kadosh, 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 and you have to answer Amen to the Kaddish. So what you should do is wait until they finish the Kaddish or they finish Nagdishach, they finish the Kedushah. After you answer with them, you go back and you say the 13 praises al Haseder, and you can continue from there. And that's important. Even if you got interrupted and you didn't pay attention and you're in the middle of the 13 praises and you got interrupted and you had to answer Kaddish, Ben Ishai, I believe, in Parashat Vayigash, he says that you should go back and repeat the 13 praises one more time in this way that you don't interrupt in the middle. Okay, that's the halakha, that's in halakha vav. In halakha zayin, like we mentioned in the beginning of this class, it talks about the blessing of uh, different parts of Yotzer, or different parts of the Amidah, and he brings some different pirushim, some apip shah, some apip kabbalah. You look inside on your own, like we said, we're not going to go through halakhot that are just mefares, we want to go, we want to touch on things that are practical. We move on now to Halakha He in Parashat Toldot. In Halakha He, the Ben Ishai says, So let's give a little bit of a background before we come to this Halakha. Every single day we say, Birchot of Kiyat Shema. What are the blessings of Kiyat Shema? They're not like a blessing on any other mitzvah. When you come to f- perform a mitzvah, let's say netilat yadayim. So you make the beracha on netilat yadayim you, you, uh, when doing the mitzvah. You make a beracha on tefillin. You say the blessing and then you do the mitzvah of tefillin. You, we have berachot on mitzvot. And we say the berachot usually, usually before we say the mitzvah. We say, uh, we've performed the mitzvah. The berachot of kirat shema, 
have nothing to do, like the Geonim already explained, Masech Berachot, we find it, the Berachot have nothing to do with the Kriyat Shema. They were instituted because it says, Sheba Bayom Hilal Ticha. It's a pasuk, it's a verse that David Amelech says, Hashem, I praised you seven times a day, and therefore they instituted seven blessings around Kriyat Shema. We say Kriyat Shema in the morning, we say Kriyat Shema in the evening. Kriyat Shema in the morning, we have three blessings around it, two beforehand and one afterwards. What are the two blessings beforehand? The Beracha of Yotzer HaMeorot. And it begins, Baruch Atah Hashem, Elokein Melech HaOlam, Yotzer Or, Ubore Hoshech. That is the Beracha, the first Beracha, the first blessing before Kiyat Shema. The second blessing is Ahabat Olam, some say Ahabat Rabbah, the Ashkenazim say Ahabat Rabbah. And it ends, Baruch Atah Hashem, Bohei Ba'amo Yisrael Be'ahabah. Right before we say Kiyat Shema. And then after Shema, we say the third blessing in the morning, and that's the bracha of Ga'al Yisrael. These are the three blessings in the morning. In the evening, we have two berachot before Kiryat Shema and two berachot after Kiryat Shema. The two before Kiryat Shema is Hamariv Aravim, that's the first one. The second one before Kiryat Shema of the evening is Ohebet Amo Yisrael. And the third beracha after Kiyat Shema in the evening is Ga'al Yisrael. And the fourth one is Hashkibenu, which concludes with the beracha of Shomet Amo Yisrael La'ad. Those are the seven blessings around Kiyat Shema. Like we mentioned, it's not the, the blessing of Kiyat Shema, but the, the blessings that were instituted around Kiyat Shema. Okay? It's important to keep that in mind when we get to later on, when we get to it later on in the class, in the show today. Here, what happens, if you notice... You'll pay attention to it this Shabbat, and uh, hopefully you already noticed beforehand. The blessing of Yotzer Or, which happens to be, by the way, Yotzer Meorot, is the longest beracha that we have in Judaism. We have other berachot, but most berachot are very short. Even Berachat Amazon, it's a Berachat Amazon, it's not necessarily long. It's four different blessings plus Harahamans, it makes it long. But one single blessing in the whole Torah, the longest one, Yotzei Amrot. This was uh, pointed out, I realized it from when listening to Rabbi uh, Vigdor Mill and Zatzal. The longest blessing that we have is Yotzei Amrot. We praise God for the lights that He created, the luminaries that He created. That's the first one that we say in the morning. That's the first of the three Berachot Kriyat Shema that we say in the morning. Now, in the, the Beracha on Shabbat, we change the text. It changes a little bit. We change the Nusah to the Shabbat mood. It's a little bit different on Shabbat than it is during the weekday. Ben Yishai here talks about a person who knows, let's say by heart, and a lot of people already after praying for so many years, already they know the Berachot by heart. And a lot of times, although they have this to do open in front of them, they might even be looking this, so they're really saying it by heart. So let's say a person began... The beracha of Hameil, he began the beracha of Yotzer Or, he began the one that we usually say during the weekday. Instead of Hakol Yoducha, he started saying Hameil Aras, instead of Hakol Yoducha, and whatever the text is on Shabbat. What should you do? So, the halakha is if you remember in the middle, so what you do is you go back and you say Hakol Yoducha. You go back and you say, you fix yourself. Here the Ben Yishai says that. This is, he says this halakha, and he says, however, if you um, get up to the end, when your person got up to the end, he got up already to this beracha, he says, Baruch Atah Hashem, Yotzer HaMeorot, and only at the end he remembered that he forgot, you know, to say the beracha properly. So here, Ben Yishai says that what you should do is, you should not go back to repeat the beracha, because... 
you began properly, the beginning of that blessing you said Yotzer or Borei Hoshech, and the end you said Yotzer Meorot. Even though you're right, the middle is different on Shabbat, and he didn't say the proper thing that it's supposed to be said on Shabbat, still, but he does recommend that a person should repeat the Beracha of Yotzer or without reciting Hashem's name. Which means it should go like this, Baruch Atah. Without saying Hashem's name, just think about Hashem's name, which is Hashem Elokim Melech Haolam Yotzer O Yotzer O Berachoshech Hamil Ars V'Darim Alei Berachamim, and continue till the end. When you get up to the end of the blessing, don't say Baruch Ata Hashem Yotzer Amirot. Just say Baruch Ata. Think of Hashem's name in your mind, and then say Yotzer Amirot. That's what Ben Shai says to do right there on the spot before the Berachah V'Habadaba. And he says it's not considered an interruption because it's part of the blessing, and therefore you could still say Berachat Yotzer Amirot, but Without Hashem's name. That's very important. That's the opinion of the Ben Ishai. So again, let's review very quickly. If on Shabbat we change the text of your, the first blessing of Kriyat Shema, we say a different text that's specific for Shabbat. If a person by mistake said the one for the weekday, then you go and you remember before concluding the bracha, before saying Baruch Hashem then you go back and you begin from where the difference is. You begin from, uh, you begin from, you begin from and you continue along till the end. If you concluded that beracha, if you finished that first beracha, then you do not repeat it. The only thing you do is you do repeat without saying the name of Hashem. And even if you didn't say the name of, uh, even if you didn't say the thing, if you didn't repeat it, you still you'll say it there. Now that we're on the subject of Rechot Kiyat Shema, I'm going to go off tangent just for a little bit, but a very important halakha. There's a, lala, there's a halakha that a lot of people slip. On. A lot of people don't realize the importance of this halakha. And I'm going to read you the words of Shohan Aruch. Even though the words of Shohan Aruch are not here, the words of Shohan Aruch are found in Siman Nunhayat, in the halakhot of Kriyat Shema in the morning. But the applicable, most probably, will have an issue with this halakha specifically on Shabbat. Let me read the words of Shohan Aruch. He says, We know. That there are two times, if you look in the calendar, you'll see two times on the calendar. One time it'll say, I mean one of the, the times, that's many on the calendar will say, the time, the latest time the person could read Kriyat Shema. There's another time on the calendar that will say, the latest time for a person to pray. Zeman Tefillah, Sov Zeman Tefillah. What Sov Zeman Tefillah for us means, very important, is that we cannot say the blessings of Kriyat Shema after that time. And if one does, it's considered a beracha lebatala. Let me wor- read you, to you the words of, of uh, the Shohan Aruch. Even though Kiyat Shema, the time you could read Kiyat Shema is until the end of the third hour. If a person already uh, didn't read Kiyat Shema after the third hour, you could still read Kiyat Shema with its blessing, until the fourth hour. What is the fourth hour? Which is the third part of the day. When you don't have a reward of reading Kriyat Shema like you read it on time. Meaning, Kriyat Shema, it says in the Torah, you must read it when you're going to sleep and when you're waking up. Which the Hachamim interpreted, it doesn't mean you, you personally. It means when, no, when most people go to sleep, when most people go... Uh, 
uh, wake up. And the time for us to know when people wake up, Agamemnon established that you have three hours from the time the morning begins until three hours later, you have, that's the time to read Kriyat Shema. Says Johanna Ruch, and that's Halakha in the Gemara, if you read past that time, if you didn't read Kriyat Shema till after that time, okay, you lost the, your reward for reading it on time, but you still have to read Kriyat Shema. What about the blessings of Kriyat Shema? Remember we mentioned, the blessings of Kriyat Shema have nothing to do with Kriyat Shema. It's just something that was instituted around it. And that's really, those blessings are part of the tefillah, part of the prayer. And therefore, if a person was late in reading Kriyat Shema, the blessing of Kriyat Shema, you still have time to read it. When do you still have, until when do you have time to read the Berachot of Kriyat Shema? Says Shohana Aruch, up till fourth hour. If a person already passed the fourth hour and he didn't read it yet, then you cannot read those blessings of Kriyat Shema. You could only read Shema. It's over. You cannot say the blessings. So you see, according to Shohana Aruch, a person who says Kriyat Shema, or better yet, a person who says the Berachot of Kriyat Shema, which we just mentioned beforehand, the two, the three Berachot, the two before Kriyat Shema and the one afterwards, he says them with a blessing. After the Zman of Tefillah, it's considered Berachal Lebatala. He says, you're not allowed to read it afterwards. What's called four hours, he says over here in Shohanuk, four hours. So there's a famous Mahalok, this is not the time to go into it. Is that the same? We hope to make a special class just on the subject. There's a mahloka between the Magen Abraham and the Gra. Because in the Gemara, we find that daytime, we have two different times when the day is really considered day. We find some place, we find that the Alota Shahar, which is what we call in English dawn, this is the first sign of, day, of daybreak. That's called daytime. We find some places called daytime. And we find also Netzahama which is sunrise, is called daytime. What's really considered daytime according to Halakha? So, we rule that everything that has to be done in the day, like for example, Britwila, Tefillin, Lulav, all of these should be performed after sunrise. However, if they were performed before sunrise, if a person put on Tefillin, if a person, um, let's say, uh, did a Britwila, circumcised someone before Sunrise, as long as if it was after Alot al-Shahar and sometimes even after a certain time called Mishiyakir, uh, then already Yatsata Bidi'abad. This is only Bidi'abad. It's not a preferable way of fulfilling the mitzvah. The difference here now is not really in performing the mitzvah, but really in calculating. Remember the Gemara says, Kriyat Shema, also the Gemara says, also Zman you have four, uh, three hours for Kriyat Shema from the day, from the beginning of the day. So what's called the beginning of the day? Is it Alot al-Shahar Dome, which is much earlier than sunrise? Or no, you begin the day from sunrise. So that is the Mahaloka between Magin Abraham and the Gra. According to the Gra, Gaome Vilna, he holds that the day begins at sunrise and the day finishes at sunset. That's also the opinion of the Rambam. And therefore, when you calculate the time, when you calculate the time of the day, you calculate within these two times, between sunrise and sunset. And that's how he gets to his times, whether it's Kriyat Shema, Zman Tifra, whatever it is, that's called the Zman of the Gra. According to the Gra, that's what it means. According to the Magen Abraham, based on the understanding of Shohana Ruch Al-Khod Pesach, he says that the beginning... Hmm? Which one? 
According to the Shulhan, according to, sorry, let's, sorry, technical, technical difficulties, one more time. According to the Magen Abraham, the day begins at Alot Shahar and ends by Tzeta Kochabim. And therefore, the time, according to the Magen Abraham, is calculated between Alot and Tzeta Kochabim. And therefore, when we say three hours you have to read Kriyat Shema, means you have to start calculating from Alot Shahar. And when it says you have four hours to pray, it means from when? From Alot Shahar. Obviously, the Zman, the time of the Ga'om Vilna, the Gra, is going to be later than the time of the Magin Abraham. Because Magin Abraham begins his day from Alot Shahar, which is earlier, from dawn. While the Gra begins his day from sunrise. And this is when you see on the calendar the Zman of the Gra, the Zman of the Ga'om Vilna, I mean, the, the Zman of the Gra, the, Zman, the time of Magin Abraham. This is what it's referring to. It's a question of how do you calculate the hours of the day? From when do you begin calculating it? Obviously, the time of the Gaum of Vilna, the Gra will never change on any, any calendar. Whenever it says this is a Zman of Kriyachema for the Gra, it's always the same because you take the time from sunrise to sunset and divide it by 12. According to Magen Avraham, we said that you calculate the day from Alot Shahar until Tzeta Kochabim. The question is, what's called Alot Shahar and what's called Tzeta Kochabim? That is a big, big uh, I don't want to say mahlokit, but it's a big discussion. It's very, very complicated. For sure, this is not the time. I don't know if we can even possibly make a whole class on this. So therefore, you'll see sometimes that the demand of the Magen Abraham varies in different calendars. Some will have it at this time, some will have it at a later time, because it all depends how do you calculate Alot Shahar and how do you calculate Setek and then the time in between. In any case, what we do have for sure is that Kriyat Shema, you have to read it three hours after daytime, you cannot read it past that time. And Berchot Kriyat Shema, you have four hours to read it. Now, I'm going to give you the times in June. In June, you should know, the calendar, the the Zmanim the, the, the calendar will, be always, will always be the same every single day of the year, because since it's based on the sun, so every June 11th will always be the same time. Every... Uh, December 4th will always have the same time in that city that you're living in. It will always be the same as mine because it works on the, on the calendar of the sun and the sun is, uh, doesn't change. So therefore, in June, which we're right in right now, this is the time when you find that the day is the longest and this is the time that you find the Alot Shahar is the earliest. And the times right now for the latest time for a person to say the blessings of Kiyat is, according to the Magin Abraham, 9.38 a.m. According to the Gra, it's 10.25 a.m. Okay? So, that means, according to the, let's go with the later time, 10.25 a.m., according to the Gra. Okay? So, let's say a person wakes up, and he sees that it's already 10.30, and he wants to pray right now. He cannot say the blessings of Kriyat Shema. He's not allowed to say it. Why? Because according to Shohan Aruch, Saying it is considered brachal batal. You're not allowed to say the blessings after that time. Hachamim Institute, you should say only at that time. And once it's past that time already, you have no permission to say it. Now, is this the only opinion? No. There's a mahlokit regarding this. There's different opinions of when a person could say brachot kriyachima. Some say you have until hatzot, and some say you have the whole day to say the brachot of kriyachima. I'm talking now to Svaradim. Amongst Ashkenazim, you also have a big mahlokit over here. But amongst Faradim, we are very, very particular when it comes to brachot, safik brachot lehakil. Whenever we have a mahlokit, when it comes to a subject of beracha, we're always going to be mahmir 
And we're going to say, since there's opinions that say you're not allowed to say beracha, you can't say beracha. Now, who are the opinions that say you cannot make, you cannot read the, the berachot of Kiyat Shema after the Zman of Tefillah, after 10.25 a.m.? This is, by the way, the early time that he gets. 10.25, who's the one who says, who says this? So, first we already told you, Shulchan Aruch. Also, the Benish Hai in the Sefer Od Yosef Hai, the Kafa Hayim, Hakam as Old Letzion brings him down, Old Letzion himself, Hakam Ben Tzion Abbas Shaul Zatzal, and Hakam Avadia. You have these Sfaradi giants over here that are the Poskim, first of all, Kiban Horot Maran, and also the Benish Hai, Kafa Hayim, Hakam Azatiyah, Old Letzion, and Hakam Avadia. All of them saying, if it's after 10:25 a.m. in June, or whatever the time may be, if it's after four hours in the morning, you're not allowed to say the brachot of Kriyat Shema. It's Asur. Let me read you a quote from the Hidda in Hayim Sha'al. Hidda says, Bimotsar binafshi arabim ba'arim ha'el shikorim Kriyat Shema bibrachoteha ahashar ibi'it. He says, I have so much pain, so much suffering about the people in these cities who wake up and they read Kiyat Shema with its blessings after the fourth hour. They don't wake up on time when the Tzibur is praying on time. By the time they wake up, already the time of Shema, they lost. By the time they pray, and they're praying already it's past the fourth hour. And they're still reading Kiyat Shema with its blessings. And he says, and, and how many sins are they are they doing by praying alone? And when you pray alone, you don't have kaddish, you don't have nagdishah, you don't have kedusha. And they're making berachot of kiyachemah, the berachah of yotzer or and habat olam. They're saying it with the blessing against what Maran was ruled. Because Maran said, after the fourth hour, you're not allowed to, be, you're not allowed to make a beracha. So therefore, a person has to be aware of this. A person has to know that if it's past the zman of tefillah, you cannot say the brachot kriyat shema. Now, I just told you, the earliest it gets is 10.25 a.m. You could be mekil to go with the opinion of the gra, because it's a din de rabbanan, safek de rabbanan But if it's past that time, you have to be careful. Now, when is this usually a problem? It's a problem in the following eight. Usually on during the weekdays, you don't really have such a problem. If you're that late, if you're waking up at, and you're praying Shahrid at 10.25, you have bigger issues. You know, it's not, <laughs> it's a different discussion for right now. Most people during the weekday, they're going to work, they have something to do, they don't wake up that late. But it really happens, unfortunately, on Shabbat. On Shabbat, you know, most people pray later, and that's brought down also in Halakha, to pray a little bit later on Shabbat. And a lot of, not a lot, a majority of the minyanim that I know pray later on Shabbat, Give you a little bit more time to sleep. But Yetzirah, what he does is that he extends our sleep even longer than that little time. And what happens is we wake up much later. And that's when it really happens and when we have an issue on Shabbat. Not only that, sometimes the minyan that you're praying at could pray very late. And you're just following the minyan. You say, hey, what's the big deal? I'm, I'm just following the minyan. In a lot of shuls, we have a very big shul. People come late. The main minyan starts on time mean to say on time of the halakha, whatever. And then you have a few youngsters. It doesn't have to be necessarily youngsters, but a few latecomers. And by the time they come to shul, <coughs> so they have what they call a hallway minyan. They have like a side minyan on the side. And they catch, no hazanut. They just go quickly to catch up. By the time they finish their shahrid already, they caught up to the main minyan, up to the hazara, or up to 
Kirat HaTorah. You have to be careful. If they're praying after the Zman of Kirat Shema, you cannot say the Brachot of Kirat Shema. If you could tell them, if you could teach them and educate them, Hazak Baruch. But if you can't convince them, you can't show them all these opinions I just showed you, then you yourself have to know that's Asur for you to say the Brachot. The second time this happens, is sometimes they have bar mitzvahs in the morning and they have sometimes brit milahs in the morning, which begin very, very late. I don't know why, they begin to fill out 9, 9.30, sometimes even later than that. And it could happen maybe in the winter, maybe it happened, whatever it is. It happens that Zman of Kriyat Shema or this Berchot of Kriyat Shema by time already, they're getting up to it, especially if it's a Sunday Brit Milah, and they started very late, that already it's past the time of Berchot Kriyat Shema. And if you're praying in such a minyan, you're not allowed to say the Berchot Kriyat Shema. So what do you do? So what I tell everybody to do is, Pray somewhere else. And even if you have to pray by Ahid, you pray by Ahid. You rush the tefillah and you don't pray. You don't miss this man of tefillah because you have to go to your first cousin's uh, brit milah or bar mitzvah. You can't miss the time. So if you're worried that, what do you mean? That there's a video man and there's a cameraman. Then what you do is you go and you pray already earlier. And then you come to the bar mitzvah. And when you come to the bar mitzvah, you put on your tefillin in front of everybody. And this way you get on camera and you, and you read the tehillim. Who knows what you're saying? We have a phone call. One second. We'll take it first. Hello? 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 Yes, you're on the air. Hello? Yes. Is this J-Rock? J-Rock? Uh, uh, the Jewish station? Yeah. 97.5? Uh, you got to call later. You got to call later. Uh, excuse me. Could you talk a little? Hello? Hello, J-Rock? Hello, you're on the air. Hello. Um, you have a question for the Hallachauer? Okay, I've done that. This is why we need a technician over here. Okay, let's go back. Maybe we'll take phone calls after the end of the class. Now that we finish this, uh, there's a question. What about ladies? Do ladies have the same halakha? Do they have to be careful not to say Bechot Kiyachimah after the time? And the answer is as follows. There's a mahlokid amongst the Ahronim, Acham Badia and Acham Ben Sion. If ladies should say Bechot Kiyat Shema in general, if they should or they should not say it, depends what human hag is. I don't know, you know, different places, they teach them in Bet Yaakov, different places, different things. Whatever human hag is, if human hag is not to say the name of Hashem, not to say the blessings of Kriyat Shema, then mean to say Hashem Hashem, then anyway, you don't have an issue because you're saying without the shame of Hashem, you're not really making Beracha. And if human hag is to do say Berchot Kriyat with the name of Hashem, then this halakha applies to ladies as well. That's a psaq of my Rosh Kolel, Rabbi, Rabbi Max Masaton, that you have to make sure to say the Berchot Kriyat before the latest time of Tefillah, before the end of Zman Tefillah. This is, this is the halakha of regarding Kriyat with its blessings after the latest time. If you have any questions on this, you could text it or you could wait till after 3 o'clock and you could call in at 718-683-5858. We're going to move on to the next halakha, halakha yud. In halakha yud, is, we're going to talk about a very important halakha. First, let me get the first subject out of the, the way. Even on Shabbat, a person has to be somer which means when you say ge'al Israel, you have to jump into the beracha of the Amidah right away. Just like we do during the weekday. And this is very important. You have to be careful now when you're praying the Amidah not to mix yourself up 
and to pray the wrong Amidah. On Shabbat, make sure you don't pray the wrong Amidah. You don't pray the weekday Amidah. Ve'im if by accident you did pray the wrong prayer on Shabbat, you said the weekday prayer instead of the Shabbat prayer, then the Sfarim bring down, Yid'ag kol oto Shabbat v'fashfesh b'ma'asav. You have, to, you have to be worried the whole week. You have to do Teshubah. Why does Hashem allow you to make such a mistake? If you made such a mistake, then perhaps you're not honoring Shabbat the way it's supposed to be. And therefore, you have to be mesfashfesh. You have to search your ways and see where you're falling short on honoring Shabbat properly. Now, before we get to read the next part of the halakha in the Benish Hai, I want to give you a little bit of a background to understand the following rules. Because this happens a lot. A lot of times we make mistakes in the Birachot, in the Amidah, especially on Shabbat, and we have to know. Let's begin already, uh, let's begin with a little bit of a background, and that is that on Shabbat we have the three regular tefillot that we have every single day, which is Arbit, beginning Friday night, Shabbat morning we have tefillah of Shahrit, Minha, and we have an additional tefillah on Shabbat called the tefillah of Musaf. In the three Amidot that we pray in Arbit, Shahrit, and Minha, we have three different nusah, three different texts for the Amidah. Not like that we have on the holiday. We just had on the holiday. If you notice, the same Amidah that you said for our beat of the holiday was the same Amidah that you said in Shahrit and Minha. In fact, the same Amidah that you said for the holiday of Shabbat was the same Amidah that you said for Pesach and the same one that you're going to say in Sukkot. It's pretty much the same text. You just change the subject of the day. Okay? That is... That is the halakha, that is the, uh, the difference between Shabbat and the holiday prayers. Shabbat prayer, you change it. Shabbat prayer, you, you, we have different texts. In Arbit, we say Atakidashta. We begin the words after the three main blessings. We begin with Atakidashta. And that represents the Kiddushin, which is in the marriage, first step to getting married is Kiddushin. What is a Kiddushin? This is when you give the ring to the Kala and you say, And that's the Sfarim bring down. That's the same idea over here. Mikdash Melech begins in the, in the name of the Arizal. That's the first part of Shabbat. We're getting married to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The second tefillah that we pray on Shahrit begins with the words, Yismehu b'malchutcha or Yismah Moshe. And both of them, represents Simha. Ismah Moshe, be happy. That refers to the second part of the wedding. When we're celebrating and we're dancing, we're joyous, that's the happiness of the wedding. And finally, in Minha, the prayer that we say is Atta'ihad, which is the union between Hatan and Kalla, becoming one when they go home and they become united as one. This is the same idea also. We're getting married to Kadosh Baruch on Shabbat. It's every single Shabbat. We start Friday night. Bo'ikala, bo'ikala. Come bride. And Shabbat is referred to as a bride. And we're getting married to Kadosh Baruch The first step is attack Dasha. You gave us Kiddushin. And then we have the celebration in the daytime and then in the afternoon. That's a little bit of a background at the Tefillot. If you notice that on the weekday we have 18 blessings. In the weekday we have 19 blessings, really. Sorry, not 18. 19 blessings. And on Shabbat we have only 7 blessings. How come we have such a short Amidah on Shabbat? And Hakamim tell us, you know why? Because we don't want to burden you with such a long Amidah. To say 19 Berachot, it's very, very long. So we can give you only 7 Berachot. So a lot of people ask, what do you mean? If you're giving us such a short Amidah, why do we have such a long prayer in general? We have all these extra paragraphs that we say. So we mentioned already that all the Zion explains that that's referring to only the... The people, this is referring to the people who used to have kavanah. To have kavanah, especially the right kavanah, the way the Mikubalim have, for 19 blessings is much longer 
than it does, than it takes for only seven blessings. In any case, that's what we do. We pray the shorter Amidah of Shabbat on Shabbat instead of the weekday Amidah. But technically, we were supposed to pray the longer Amidah, the one of Atahuneh, but Hakami wanted to make it easier for us. Now, here's where the Halakha makes a difference. Ready? If a person was praying, began the Tiflah of whatever it may be, Shahrit, Minha, it doesn't make a difference. By accident, he started praying Atahunin Adam Da'at. He started praying the weekday Tiflah. If he catches himself, he says, Whoa, I made a mistake. If you're in the middle of that blessing, you finish that blessing. That means if you're in the middle of Atahunin Adam Da'at and you realize that it's really Shabbat, what am I doing? I'm wearing a suit, this is Shabbat, and I'm supposed to be praying the Shabbat prayer. Don't stop, don't interrupt it. Finish that Biracha. Say, Baruch Atah Hashem Hunin Da'at. And then go back and continue. Let's say it was uh, Shabbat uh, morning. So you say, Ismah Moshe b'matanat halkol. You'll continue that beracha. Same thing will be, even if you catch yourself by the later beracha of the Amidah. What does that mean? Let's say you started praying the tefillah. You're, on, you're standing on Shabbat. You're supposed to say, Ismah Moshe b'matanat halkol. And by mistake, you started praying the weekday tefillah. And you only remembered by Allah Tzaddikim, Hasidim, And you caught yourself by Allah Tzaddikim, you finish that blessing. Even if you're up to Shema you finish Shema You finish the blessing that you're in the middle of, and then you go back, and then you continue whatever, wherever you made the mistake. This is only true if you caught yourself before Retzeh. Once you began Retzeh, the halakha is different. Once you began Retzeh, already, then you have, to, we're going to talk about it later on. But that's the halakha. If you said the wrong amida, or even if you said the wrong beracha amida, you finish off that beracha. This is the halakha. If you started the weekday amida by shahrit, by arbit, and by minha. However, by musaf, it's different. Why? By musaf, if you made the wrong, if by accident you start the weekday prayer, He's supposed to start the Musaf Amidah, and you started saying Atahonin, then you interrupt right in the middle of that Beracha, and you go to the Tiflam Musaf, and you continue Allah Sayyidina. Why? Because the whole reason why we tell you to, re- to finish the Beracha of the weekday, because really, Hagami made it easier for you. You all of a sudden decide to make it longer for yourself. You decide to say Atahonin, so then finish off the Beracha. We're trying to make it easy for you. Now you want to go ahead and make it longer for you, and you want to say the weekday prayer. Okay, so finish it off. That's only true where you would otherwise have prayed the weekday prayer. But on Musaf, you wouldn't have otherwise prayed Musaf. Musaf is only applicable on Shabbat. It's only there on Shabbat. It's especially only for Shabbat. So if you, by accident, by Musaf, you said the wrong Amidah, you interrupt yourself in the middle of that Beracha, and you go back. This, by the way, applies also to the Musaf of Rosh Hodesh and Holomoid. If a person, let's say, Rosh Hodesh, and you're praying and you're saying the Amidah of Rosh Hodesh, the, excuse me, the Musaf of Rosh Hodesh, and when you started, you started at Tahunin Adam Da'at, and then you caught yourself, you stop right in the middle, and you go back and you continue the Beracha of, of uh, or you continue the Tefla of Musaf. Good? That is the Halakha if a person made a mistake regarding mixing up the Amidot in the middle. Now, there's a question that's brought down the post scheme in the following case. What about a person who says, you know, you're supposed to say, Atahonin Adam Da'at, right? That, not you're supposed to, sorry. You begin the Amidah on Lel Shabbat with the words Atahidashda, and you begin the Amidah of Minhao Shabbat with the words Atahihad. Notice the words begin with the word Atah. The Tifla begins with the word Atah. During the weekday, the first blessing of the middle parts of the Amidah 
begin the words Atta Honin. What if a person said by accident Atta? And then he caught himself right away. He said, Whoa, oh, I'm the wrong prayer. He realized, oh, this is Tiflash al Hol. He didn't say Hunin, he didn't say Atta Honin. He just says Atta. Now that Atta could be Atta Kiddash, so it could be Atta Yahad. So the halakha is that way that if you were praying Arbit or Minha, where the Amidah of Shabbat begins with the word Atta, even though you had intention to say the word Atta for the weekday prayer, it does make a difference. We allow you to continue the words Atta Kedashta or Atta Ihad. And you do not have to repeat, you don't have to finish that Biracha. However, by Shahrit, which begins with the words Yismah Moshe, so the Haqqa is a little bit different. You don't necessarily have to continue Atta Hunin. The only time you have to continue Atta Hunin is the following two things. Number one is that if it's Shahrit, where it begins Yismah Moshe, and number two is if you didn't realize it was Shabbat. Sometimes you begin the word Atta without, you know it's Shabbat. You got up, you know it's Shabbat. You, you're, you're wearing your suit, you're standing in shul with a talit over your head. You're, you, the, your whole atmosphere is Shabbat. And in the prayer of Shabbat, you're looking at the Siddur, Shahrit Shabbat. Just by accident, you're so used to praying the Tiflah of Hol, the weekday prayer that slips out of your mouth, the word Atta. So in such a case, you could continue Yismah Moshe Bertinat Halko. Even though you start the word Atta, we don't consider like you start the weekday prayer because it's as if you mixed it up with the prayer of Minha. You Maybe you meant to say Atta Ihad. So it works. But if you thought you're actually praying the Tiflash Al-Hul, you weren't paying attention, you thought you're praying the Tiflash Al-Hul, and it's by the Tiflah of Shahrit, which begins with words, it's Mahmoshe, and therefore you began the word Atta thinking you're praying the Tiflash Al-Hul, and then you caught yourself, then the halakha is, you must finish that berakha. You must finish Atta Hunin, say Baruch Atta Hashem Hunin, that, and then go back to Yismah Moshe. Okay, so again, if you start the word Atta by Arbit and Minha of Shabbat, you can continue with the Tiflah of Shabbat and say Atta Kedasha or Atta Ihan. But if you started Atta in the Tiflah of Shahrit al Shabbat, then if you thought you were praying the Tiflah of Shabbat, you could just continue Yismah Moshe. If you thought that you were praying the Tiflah of Shahrit, then of the weekday, that means, then you'll have to repeat, you'll have to finish that blessing Atta Hunin. And then come back to the beginning of the Amidah of Shabbat. Now, this is all true by a regular person who's praying. The Beni Shahir brings later on, what about a Hazan? Hazan is standing in Amidah, and Hazan is not paying attention. He's thinking of the nice tune that he just sang for Nagdi Shah. He's all excited about it. He had the whole Kahal repeating after him. And then he comes, he finishes, Baruch Atah Hashem Akela Kadosh. And the Hazan by accident begins And then everybody corrects him oh, right? He doesn't realize He's so lost in the song He forgot that he's praying the Tiflah Shabbat So what do you do in such a case? Does he repeat it or not? Does he finish that Biracha or not? And the Halakha is no You do not finish that Halakha that Biracha. The Hazan interrupts right in the middle And he goes back to the Tiflah of Shabbat And he continues Ala Seder Why is that so? For three reasons. Number one is, there's a Gemara Masechi Dushin that says, that when you send a shliyah to do something for you, for your benefit, and he messes up, you could claim, I sent you in order to do what's good for me, not to mess me up. So here the Hazan is called the shliyah tzibur. He's a representative of the whole kahal. We sent him in order to help us, not to harm us. He, what did he do? He started saying, that's harming us. We don't want that. So therefore, he doesn't finish the Berakha of Atahonin, he interrupts right away and he continues with Atta'ihad or Yismah Moshe. Second reason why 
the Hazan doesn't finish that Beracha, it's Torah Tzibur. The whole Tzibur has to wait now because of his mistake. So therefore, we tell him to go right away. The other one is also, the re- we tell the Hazan to stop right away and to begin the Shabbat prayer. Because if the Hazan does say the wrong Beracha, it's going to cause a lot of ruckus in the shul. Everybody's going to make a comment. And this one's going to say, uh, why'd you make it finish? Or well, how come a lot of people don't know the Halakha? So therefore, for these three reasons, we say that the Hazan who makes a mistake, if he began the weekday prayer, he interrupts right in the middle, and he begins, he goes back, and he begins the Tiflah of Shabbat. This applies, by the way, even the Hazan himself has not prayed his own Amidah yet. Let's say for whatever reason, maybe he forgot to say Alev Yabon, he has to repeat the Amidah. Now he's saying the Hazara, and he wasn't Yotzei the Habab with his silent Amidah, and he made a mistake in Atahonin, it does make a difference. He interrupts right in the middle, he does not finish the Berkha of Atahonin, and he continues with the blessing of Shabbat. This is Halakha Yod, up to Halakha Yod Alif. Halakha Yud Alif says the Ben Yishai, Ta'av hitpallel shilhol b'shabbat v'lo iskir shabbat. Let's say by accident, a person prayed the whole Amidah of the weekday prayer. And by the way, this happens. I've had this question a number of times where people came up to me and they said, Rabbi, I by accident prayed tefillah, shahrish shabbat or minhaj shabbat. And I'm wondering, how in the world did you finish so quickly? <laughs> you know, I, I didn't finish my Amidah. You finished before me in here and you prayed the whole weekday prayer. In any case, that's a different discussion. The guy finishes whole Amidah and he didn't mention Shabbat inside. So what's the deen? The deen is, If he got up to Osei Shalom, even though he didn't step back, but he got up to the end of Amidah, he must repeat the whole Amidah. He doesn't just begin middle. He goes and he repeats the whole Amidah. However, if you remembered anywhere in the tefillah, before Ose Shalom, even though he finishes tefillah, mean to say, he is, let's say, Baruch Hashem, and Berekta El Shalom, and he remembers, oh, I prayed the weekday prayer today, and I didn't, I didn't say the whole thing of Shabbat, then what does he do? He goes back all the way, he, he goes back, sorry, not all the way to the beginning of Amidah, but he goes back to Atakidash, or whatever it may be. So now it becomes more complicated. What about a case where a person prayed Tiflash al-Shahrit of the weekday and then he prayed Musaf of Shabbat. After Musaf of Shabbat, he starts thinking about it and then he realized that, wow, you know, I prayed the Tiflash al for Shahrit and this is already after he prayed Musaf. So what do you do in such a case? So he says, Even though there are some who hold that you don't go back to pray the tefillah of Shahrid of Shabbat, then in that case, what you do is following. You missed out on Shahrid because you already prayed Musaf. If you already prayed Musaf according to some opinions, you already cannot pray tefillah of Shahrid. So what do you do afterwards? Then what you do afterwards is, you pray the Amidah of Minha twice. Like any person who missed out on Shahrit. What happens if a person missed out on Shahrit and he comes to Shul and he comes by Minha and he, re- you know, he missed it for Lav Shahrit? Very simple. You pray the Amidah of Minha for Minha and then you repeat the Amidah of Minha t- second time to make up for the Tifla of Shahrit. And that's what you do over here also. If you only realize that you prayed Tifla Shil, if you only realize you prayed the Tifla of the weekday, after you prayed in Tiflah of Musaf, <coughs> the halakha is that you pray the Tiflah of Minha twice. Here we have a question. 
as follows. What happens if a person realizes after Shema Koleinu? What does that mean? It's Shabbat day. He's supposed to pray Tiflah of whatever it may be, Shabbat, Shahrit or Minha. <coughs> By accident, he started praying the weekday Amidah at Tahunen. And then finally, finally, he remembered <coughs> right before Ritze. He says, Baruch Hashem, Shomeya Tiflah. But he began Ritze. <coughs> he began the Tiflah of Ritze. What do you do in such a case? So, according to Acham uh, Ben it says, What you do in that case is that you say, <coughs> the special nusah that we say on Shabbat, Ritzenna you say that right after Ritzen, before Ve'atab Hamecha Rabim, which is the place where we usually say Yalevi <coughs> Abo. That's where you put in the Berakha, you, you put in over there the, the text of Ritzenna Bnuhatenu. This way you mention Shabbat in your Amidah. According to the if he goes over here, like the Benish High says over here, if you finished, if you sorry, if you realize that you got up to Shema Kolenu, before you began with then you go back to the bracha of Mekadesh Shabbat. That's the Mahloket over here between the Mishabir Ra and the Olet Sion. According to the Olet Sion, you just mention it instead of Ya'alev Yabo, you mention over there Shabbat. <coughs> According to Mishabir Ra, then you go back to the bracha <coughs> and you say Baruch Hashem Mekadesh Shabbat. You just say you go back to uh, the regular blessing that you say on, on, uh, on Shabbat and you conclude with Baruch Hashem Mekadesh Shabbat. <coughs> Rabbi Shlomo Zaman Orbach brings a very good question. He says, what if a person is stuck somewhere? Let's say a person is in the hospital and he has no sidur. He's on Shabbat. Kirat <coughs> he was able to do. Now he has to pray Amidah. But Shabbat, he doesn't know how to say the Amidah of, Shabbat, of, uh, of uh, what's it called? He doesn't know how to say the Amidah of Shabbat by heart. He knows the weekday Amidah by heart. But he doesn't know the Shabbat Amidah by heart. So what do you do in such a case? Do you just not pray at all? Or do you say the weekday Amidah? So the halakha is, that you say the weekday Amidah, and then you say Ya'alevi Abo in the weekday Amidah, and over there you mention, instead of saying Be'yom Rosh Chodesh you mention Be'yom HaShabbat Hazeh. That's a very important halakha to keep in mind. And it happens sometimes. If you're stuck somewhere, you have no Sidur, or you have a Sidur that only has the weekday Amidah, and you don't have anywhere to know the Shabbat Amidah, and you have to pray before this man finishes, you say the weekday Amidah, and you say Ya'alevi Abo, but inside of Ya'alevi Abo, you mention Be'yom HaShabbat Hazeh. This way you mention Shabbat in your Tiflah and your Yotzeh Yedeh Choba. This is Halakha Yud Alif. If you have any questions, we have a few more minutes to the, to the class over here. <coughs> if you have any questions you want to text it in, you can text it in 347-927-8398. And if you want to call in, you can call in in five minutes when we finish the class. I'll be here in the station for the 718-683-5858. Now, I know these halakhot are a little bit complicated. Mixing up which tefillah and when is very complicated. And to remember when, you, because most of the halakhot that we know how to follow are the halakhot that are straightforward. Tell me what to do, Rabbi. And we just do it. But when we make mistakes, what ifs, you'll only remember these halakhot if it happened to you. So that's why I know that and there's a lot of details and there's a lot of complications over here. I still have, we have to mention it because we're going in the order of the Benish High. But it's important in my mind. It's also important to have this in uh, on the side to know that if a person, especially if you're Rabbi Vashul, or people ask you questions in Halachot or on Shabbat, when people make mistakes, mistakes happen a lot. And although you may not make a mistake, but it's important to know these Halachot if you need to answer someone or for yourself as well when you make them mistakes. Halachayud <coughs> bet. What about if a person makes a mistake 
on Lel Shabbat. So Ben Nishai talks as follows. He says as follows. In Belel Shabbat, if a person made a mistake on Lel Shabbat, by accident he's prayed the whole weekday Amidah on Lel Shabbat. So, then you could make it up without having to repeat Amidah. By listening to that blessing in Shul that the Hazan makes, it's called Berchad Ma'an Sheba. If you listen to it from the beginning till the end, beginning means from the words Baruch Atah Hashem, until the end when he says Mekadesha Shabbat, you are Yotzei Yedeh the whole Amidah. And you don't have to repeat it, Amidah. Ve'im lav, if you weren't able to hear it from the beginning to end, or if you didn't hear it at all, Hoser Mutpalel, then you have to go back and pray the Amidah. Therefore, if you're the Hazan and you made a mistake in your Amidah, then you could just say the Bracha Ma'an Sheba later on and be Yotzei Dehubah. Whoever person is not sure, he prayed Amidah, he prayed by heart. After he said, say Shalom, he steps back from the Amidah, he starts to think about it. He says, Yeah, you know, I'm not sure if I was Yotzei Dehubah. I don't, I don't know if I said the weekday prayer. Or the Shabbat prayer. Nalakha is Eno Hoselet Palel. He does not repeat the Amidah. Why? The Amina Mistamahit Palel Shal Shabbat. Because we say in general, he probably prayed the Amidah Shabbat. We hold Ki Humro Shal Yom Gorem De Ramea Nafseh Be'atet Filam with Kalit Palet Filat Shabbat. We hold that the day itself, the, aws- the awesomeness of the day of Shabbat reminds a person about it and you don't have to repeat the Amidah. This is the opinion of the Benish High. However, according to the Ashkenazim, the Mishnah Bin and the Magen Abraham, and Magen Abraham as well, they hold that if a person is not sure if he said the weekday prayer or the Shabbat prayer, you have a safeg, then you must repeat the Amidah. Why? Because we say, Mistama, probably you said what you used to. That's the Mahloke between Ashkenazim and Sfaradim. The Kafahim and Yosef also hold like the Ben If you're not sure, then you repeat the Amidah. According to the Ashkenazim. According to the Sfaradim, if you're not sure if you said the weekday prayer or the Shabbat prayer, you do not repeat the Amidah. This is the simple way of explaining Mahlokit. You should know that some explain that when we said you have to repeat the Amidah, <coughs> when you're not sure, what does it mean you're not sure if you prayed the weekday or not? When we're talking about not that you're not sure if you said the whole Amidah of Shabbat or the whole Amidah of the weekday. No. Some say that if a person's not sure, if he said within the weekday prayer that he prayed on Shabbat, if he mentioned Shabbat or not. What does that mean? That means, let's say we talk about that guy in the hospital. He doesn't have a sidur with him. He doesn't know that fill out Shabbat. And he prayed now the weekday. We said, you pray the weekday prayer. What could you do? You pray the weekday prayer and he mentioned Shabbat. He finished the Amidah. He's not sure now if I said the Amidah, if I mentioned Shabbat inside of it or not. In that case, that's what Magin Abraham and Shabbat tell you to repeat. That's how some explain the Mahlokit, which makes it even more lenient, which means that even according to the Ashkenazim, technically, in the regular person who's praying in the shul, who is not, and there's no reason to say maybe necessarily that he said the wrong prayer, but he's not sure after the Amidah, he's not sure if he prayed the weekday prayer or the Shabbat prayer, then perhaps he would not have to repeat the Amidah Bechlal, even maybe the Mishnah Barah will agree to this, like Ben Nishai. In this case, I'll tell you, ask your local rabbi, if he's Faradi, is if you're not sure which Amidah you said even, you don't, do not have to repeat the Amidah. One last halakha before we leave. We have a question. What about a person who switches the wrong Amidah on Shabbat? Meaning, instead of praying the Amidah of Shahrit, he prays the Amidah of Arbit. Instead of saying, Yismach Moshe, he says, 
Atakidashta. And the same thing for Minha Shahri Minha Nabi. What would be the deen? So there are three cases over here. Number one is if a person switches any of these three Amidot, Arbit, Shahrit, and Minha with each other, he says they're the wrong one. He says, let's say for example, he says the Tifla of Minha instead of Shahrit. He says the Tifla of Arbit instead of Shahrit. And it doesn't make a difference. Since he mentioned Shabbat, he said, Shabbat, you don't have to repeat it. However, it's the halakha is different in case number two. In case number two, if a person mixed up the Amidah of Musaf with a different Amidah or vice versa. For example, instead of Musaf, you prayed the Tifla of Shahrit. Instead of Arbit, you prayed the Tifla of Musaf. In that case, we have a Mahlokit. According to the Ashkenazim, Mishnah Biran, Magin Abraham, they hold that you must repeat the Amidah. The Sfaradim, which is the Hidda, Yalkut Yosef, and all the Tzion, all hold that if a person mixed up the Tifla of Musaf with another Amidah, or vice versa, then you do not have to repeat the Amidah because you could rely on the Rambam that holds that if you mix it up, Yatsati Dehubba Bidiabad. The third case is. A person who prays Musaf instead of Shahrit. Let's say you have a case where a person prayed the Tifla of Musaf in the morning. That means you come Shahrit morning, you're supposed to pray Shahrit, and by accident you prayed Musaf. The halakha says that really Musaf you can pray the whole day. So in that case, what happens over here? Do you repeat the Amidah of Shahrit or not? So he gets a little bit complicated. According to Ashkenazim, then although you prayed Musaf earlier, it doesn't make a difference. Musaf, Yatsati Dehoma. You could pray Musaf the whole day. Even if you prayed before Shahrit, they hold, they go like the opinions that hold, that even if you said Musaf before Shahrit, Yatsati Dehuba of Musaf, you just have to repeat now the Amidah of Shahrit and you're done. And when the Sibur gets up to Musaf, you don't repeat it. That's it. That's Ashkenazim. Very glad. The Sfaradim is a little bit more complicated because according to the Sfaradim, we hold like the opinion that says that really, well, this is also Mahlokit, Musaf, if it was said before Shahrit, there's a mahlokit if you're Yotzei de excuse me, if you could repeat Shahrit afterwards because you've already prayed Musaf. So therefore, according to Acham ben Zion, you do not repeat the Amidah, but you try to listen to the Hazara of Shahrit and of Musaf, making condition and saying, listen, if I am Yotzei de Musaf with Shahrit, let this Hazara that I'm listening to by Shahrit cover me for Shahrit, and if I'm not, let it be nothing, I'm listening to Hazara. And then you listen to the Hazara of Musaf and you say a condition. If I was not Yotzayde Huba Musaf, let this Hazara cover me for the sake of Teflat Musaf. And if you didn't get a chance to listen, or let's say you're praying Bayahid, you don't repeat any Amidah, that's it. That one Teflat that you said from Musaf covers you. According to Yakut Yosef, however, and Kafahayim, they hold that if you cannot listen to the Hazara, and you said Musaf or Shahrit, then you must pray Shahrit again like the Ashkenazim. Musaf, you don't pray. Everybody gives Musaf, you don't pray again. But Shahrit, you have to go back and pray it. This is the last halakha. Like we said beforehand, complicated halakhot because all talking about Tarovit, mixing up different Amidot. But it's important to have them. If you want to hear this class again, it'll be on air tonight again at 11 to 12 on jrootradio.com. And if anybody has any questions, we'll be here in the studio for the next 10-15 minutes. The number to call in is 718-683-5858. And if you have any text, any questions through text, you can text it in at 347-927-8398. Until then, have a wonderful, wonderful day. Again, this class was sponsored. Lalun Nishmat, Lior Ben Rahel.